Welcome, patrons, to the next episode of Chomping After Dark. We have a very special episode for you today as it's Game of the Year. We just finished recording the second day of Game of the Year, and now we are going to take the time to go over your personal categories that you gave us for the Patron Game of the Year Award show. So, I'm going to do very quick introductions. I know you already know the guys, but just to get them warmed up really quick, wet their palates. We have Mr. Joshua Fowler. Hello. We have Sir Anthony Fisher. Hey, hey. I like how you actually used my full name there. Uh, this is this is weird. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's Tony. And then <laughs> we have Mr. The one and only Morgan Barnes. Morgan. Morgan. Hello, guys and gals of our Patreon, uh, patron VIP. Um, this is a very special show, and I know Josh and Fish and Shay are going to have a great time. Um, my kid started freaking out after the Game of the Year podcast. She has colic, and my two-year-old has been having issues all night long, and my wife is alone with them, so I'm trying to get that sorted. So I rushed to the bathroom so I could send you some answers that Shay will play on the show. I love you all. I'm sorry I couldn't be there, but I still want to be a part of it in my own special way. So, Fish, this is finally your chance to play voice messages that I sent. Hmm. So very, very special answers. Recorded on the shitter. That's right. Man, that recorded puts me on the spot. Recorded whilst pooping. Mm-hmm. Always pooping Morgan. Nah, so Morgan uh, obviously is having some family issues. And we apologize that this is the way it is being recorded. Um, this is the last night of availability for these guys as people are going to be traveling to see families. They're going to be hanging out with their families all around the place so this is the last night we apologize that this is the way it's being recorded but nevertheless we must move on the show must continue so without further ado we're going to go down the list of the categories that you gave us on the patreon post that i asked you guys to give us some categories so the first category was given to us by jason peacock best dick slash sex joke of the year now i'm going to assume each and every one of these categories apply specifically to gaming so we're going to move forward with that assumption so fish the best dick joke or it might actually be our podcast actually now that i think about it might be our best dick joke from the podcast but Mm. you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna leave Mm. it i'm gonna leave it open-ended it can either be about the podcast or a video game. What was the best dick joke or sex joke of this year? Man, I don't know how Morgan got it got into it, but that it's been ongoing this whole whole entire year for some reason, and that that cum sock. I don't know. <laughs> Something. It just he finds a way to just keep on bringing it up, and it never gets old. So, it I doesn't. would say, yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, he, he just finds has fresh preservative qualities. Bring it up. <laughs> Some crusty qualities as well that yes. are enduring. Yeah, yeah, the old crusty cum sock. You know, like the fans don't know this, but you guys are gonna learn now because you guys are special. That I actually tried to commission someone to make an emote of a cum sock and so we could use it on twitch and the models that came back were horrendous mm. i'm not going to name the person but they were absolutely <laughs> atrocious and i was like there's no way on god's green earth am i going to spend money to get whatever the fuck that is supposed to be i want high quality cum sock for my emote and so it never happened unfortunately Mm. But yeah, it's been a very good joke. It's a shame. It is. It is. Josh, what what was your face fa- face? What was your face? What was your favorite <laughs> dick slash sex joke of this year? Hmm. Goodness. 
There have been so many. Yeah. So many good ones. Um. Oof. Trying to think. Trying to think. Favorite. I don't what even I know if I can narrow it down. That's like that's like, like it's like ninety percent of our show is is that. I know. It's like I know. Do you want me yeah. to give you a minute to think while I do mine? <clears throat> yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, my favorite is actually not one but a series. There are a lot of, not a lot actually. There are a few jokes that Morgan or I will make that just get edited out of the show because we take it too far. Um, we have joked about some very, very heinous things, and they're some of the funniest things, but we have to edit them out because, like, we understand, like, you you guys, you the patrons, would completely understand because it's, you know, you guys have listened to us for a long time. You guys understand our humor. You understand we're not pieces of shit. But if we ever, like, you know, want future ad sponsors or if we want, like, new people to get in the show yeah. and their first episode they come in and we're making a very, very horrendous joke about raping a dog, for example. Mm. That that can't fly. That can't go on the show. But, like, obviously it's a very touchy subject for a lot of people, too, but we have made jokes of that ilk before, mm-hmm. and they've ended up being some of the funniest jokes we make, and they just have to get deleted off the show. And yeah. They never see the light of day. And I hope that makes sense. Yeah, but, I think in that same in that same vein, that, I mean, that's I have to stop myself from doing this almost every week. Almost every week. Uh, like, we, we've talked about how when Morgan met his first wife, she was still very young. Um, I mean, he was young as well, but that's still, we give him so much crap that she was still in high school. And so any chance I get an opportunity to, I have to bring up Morgan being a pedo. Just just being a pederast <laughs> and just creeping on any young girl in a uh, in a uh, in a video game and then I have to edit it out because there's so much required context there for it not to just not work at all whatsoever that it's just right. it, it will never yeah just it, it never it, right just, yeah. yeah I I always enjoy those moments too because like we're very patient with when we choose to whip that out on the podcast and it always it always fucking trips him up like that's <laughs> it's so funny like he he'll, he'll be making a he'll be making a statement he'll, he'll be very passionate and embroiled in his opinions and his arguments and his thoughts and then all of a sudden you whip that out and immediately he's like uh, 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 and he's like <laughs> as you guys will hear yeah. Because um, actually, this show may or may not go up before the actual game of the year show. Uh, Morgan and I got into a very heated argument about Death Stranding, and I guarantee you, if I somehow threw that that little nugget that Josh just brought up mm-hmm. into the argument, it would have completely derailed him. And I so, think like, I may have actually brought it up, but tried to do it in a way that somehow would play without needing too much context about Sothis right. when he was... Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I may, I I may have also going to accidentally that done that. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but... And also, I don't want to be too harsh to Morgan, because I, I love the guy, but it's fun. It's fun. Those jokes are always fun. So, thank you for that question, Jason. Um, and actually, before we move on, right here, I'm going to play uh, Morgan's response. Um, the best dick and sex joke of the year had to be from Borderlands 3. Now, I don't remember it specifically, but I feel like Borderlands 3 is basically one fifty hour dick joke, which in many ways I respect. Um, <laughs> uh, so I don't remember anything specific from that game because it's Borderlands and why would I retain any of it? But I'm pretty sure that it was in there somewhere. That's what she said. Okay. So let's move on to the next question. (laughs) Daniel Wise said, best tearjerker, a.k.a. worst moment to be jacking off. And I'm actually going to throw this one first back to you, Josh, Mm. and then I'll take it, and then I'll let Fish um, 
get the sloppy thirds on this question. <laughs> I love sloppy thirds. I mean, <laughs> as far as just giving you the most nightmares, I think at any point you hear Morgan's phone ringing sound while while jerking it. It's just it's just gone. <laughs> it's just gone. There's there's no recovering at that point. It's, oh god! You're just really getting into it and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or whatever the You're fuck like, what's happening? Oh. What's what? What? Ah! Yeah. Oh no, it's- man, dude! Like he did that yesterday in the in the show, and I I almost took my headphones off. I was almost <laughs> like, I can't fucking do this anymore. <laughs> if there's anything I hope stays in 2019 in this previous decade, I hope it's that fucking <laughs> the, the phone ringing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh... a good one. I think like. In ga- in terms of gaming, the worst moment to jack off is definitely when you're in top two in Apex Legends and your team is relying on you. And at that moment, you're like, God damn. Uh, what's her name? Watson looks pretty fucking hot. And then you put your character in a corner and you start trying mm. to jerk off as fast as you can, squeezing the lotion into your hand, <laughs> making it really slick and just fucking going as fast as you can, trying to just get your dick off. And, like, the, the circle's closing in on you, and you're like, fuck, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Don't worry, guys. I'm almost there. And you're muting your mic, and then you can hear your teammates in your headphones, and they're like, where the fuck are you? And you're just in the corner, and you're, you're like, I'm almost there. And then your team dies because mm. you couldn't wait. Ooh. And look at fanfic versions of Watson. That would be my worst <laughs> moment to be jacking off. <laughs> not that yeah. I've done this. I want to mm. be very clear right no, now. I've no, not done no. this. Mm. Yeah. Ever. No. I've clearly mm-hmm. never, ever let my team down by doing that. I, w- I couldn't possibly fathom doing that. But what about you, Fish? Um, hmm. I like those answers. And, um, hmm. I guess, uh, in Death Stranding, when you meet up with Fragile, and she's kind of a hot woman. She's got a nice, like, uh, uh, very sexy, uh, voice to her and sultry voice. But, um, yeah, uh, I was sitting there, like, kind of being wooed over by her, and then all of a sudden she pops a bug in her mouth and just starts crunching away at it, and, yeah, that that was a moment where I was just like, yeah, mm. I should probably put this away now. This, this, I shouldn't be touching myself right now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say <laughs> whenever so uh, it's revealed that yeah. apparently she got stuck out in some time fall at some point. She's got got that old lady bod. Oh yeah, yeah, she, yeah. I just I just came across that chapter actually mm. uh, recently, and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really Sadly. fucking funny. Yeah, no, well, like well, it just you know, from the face and the clothes looks like oh she's, you know, oh, yeah. in her in her twenties somewhere. Then all of a sudden she, like, she wears that leather real good. Yeah, no, no, there's an old lady under that leather. It's oh, yeah. uh, yes, yep. there's more leather, leather upon leather upon leather. <laughs> Sexy ass old lady. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Morgan, what do you think? <clears throat> Best tearjerker, Daniel Wise. That's a great question. Honestly, not to be sentimental, but bringing my new daughter home and play, and playing Death Stranding and kind of rocking the BB in the game to sleep while also rocking my real-life daughter to sleep was very emotional. Um, and as silly and convoluted as that storyline gets at the end of Death Stranding, uh, the characters and the performances I actually connected with on a surprisingly profound level, including that little fucking BB. And, uh, BB! Where's my BB? And, uh, yeah, being a father once again really kind of hammered that home. So, uh, that was probably my tear jerking moment of the year. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so- <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad. Morgan's not going to be here because his boy Larry got got his back, has mm. his back right now. Larry asks, "What is the best strand game?" Hmm. And I think there's only one answer to this. And I think, I think so too. I, hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so too. 
Yeah. I think there's only one answer, and clearly the answer um, that I think fits is Katana Zero. Uh, there, like, there's clearly a strand of a storyline, but Katana Zero decides, you know what? Fuck the strand. We're gonna move around. We're gonna move the story every which way. Actually, I have no, I have no legitimate response for this question. I'm just bullshitting right now. I thought I had, I thought I had something funny, and then I realized as I was going into the bit, I have nothing. So, fish, how about you take it away? Oh well, it's, it's hands down the the grappling hook in uh, Sekiro. That, that's the best strand ever. That that's the. Uh, that's what keeps me alive. That's what keeps me from, you know, getting in hairy situations. It keeps me in my stealth. And I don't know, that's that's definitely the best use of using um, a strand of rope to get you out of some messy situations. Interesting. So Sekido is the best mm. strand game mm-hmm. for fish. Okay. What about you, Josh? Well, I, I don't think it's a video game. It's a, just a pen and paper. Um RPG? No, it's not. No. Anyway, it's uh, it's Hangman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fuck! Oh, better known as Stra- Strand Man. Yeah. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strand Man. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> Morgan, you want to wrap this up for us real quick? You know, best Strand game. I saw Larry sent that in. You know. Stranding or strand games are all about bringing people together, and no game brought us more together this year than probably Pokemon. Yeah, I would say Pokemon brought us the closest together. Um, so in a weird way, maybe Pokemon is actually a strand game. I see, I can agree with that, Morgan. Mm. All right, moving on. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Mm. Next. Gilbezi uh, said the most surprising game that Fish actually played. You know, now Fish, you, you're going to answer this last because I think it's only mm-hmm. fitting. Yeah. I'm actually going to throw this first to Morgan. <laughs> see what he has to say about that. Let me actually pull up. Let me see if I can find the voice message he actually sent on this one. Oh, good one, Gilbezi. Most surprising game that Fish actually played. You know, Fish has some strange gaming habits, and I gotta say, the one that is the weirdest to me was Fish going out of his way to rent Rage 2, a game that was lost to time and oblivion. And that's right, you may not know this, but Fish went out of his way to rent Rage 2 and play it for a bit. And then it was lost to time and no one ever talked about it ever again. So that is the game that Fish played that I am the most surprised about. Hmm. I have doubts about that. That I don't think there was a Rage 2. That 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 sounds like bullshit to me. Was there a Rage 2? Uh, you know, mm, it's funny. It came out like know. midway through this year. So many people were excited for it. I completely forgot it existed. That's when the, even considering yeah. this list. <laughs> like, I, I, I completely hmm. forgot that Fish even played that game. <laughs> Same. Yep. Uh, yep. I did talk about it on the podcast, though. Which you is, did. And you know what? Whenever I was actually making my game of the year uh, list, I was putting down all the games that I actually played, at least, you know. And that game almost slipped it. I was just like, oh, weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that game actually came out. Like, you know. It's the one yeah. that surprised Fish the most, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think we have Fish's answer. <laughs> but we'll wait. We'll wait, for the, we'll wait for the full reveal. We'll wait for the actual reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh, what, what was the most surprising game that Fish played to you? Uh, I think it may have been Sekiro because, like, it's just a tough game and it, it like, yeah, like it doesn't seem like something he'd really just put all that much time into, and he, yeah, really got into it. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I thought you were gonna just immediately bounce off of it and kind of be done with it, mm-hmm. but yeah, you, yeah, 
Yeah, Hold you, on you guys did. You guys did like get me through like the harder parts of Bloodborne, but like I did really love Bloodborne once I was able to like you know um, get into the gameplay and everything. So hmm. um, yeah, I, I stuck with uh, Sekiro just because I know it's it's a hard ass game. Like I'd never felt defeated coming up against a boss that I felt like I couldn't beat. Like I know that Shay had a hard time with like um, uh, Lady Butterfly and everything and. Uh, the drunkard um but like whenever i came up across them like i knew like eventually i was gonna get them down it's just a matter of when and how many times i was willing to beat my head over that mm-hmm. oh we're just gonna humble brag now is that what we're gonna do accomplishments. okay okay that's fine that's fine <laughs> no it's cool <laughs> it's cool i i I don't have a lot of patience for those games, so when I lose a certain amount of times, I have to just walk away for a while. So I can understand that. And that's fair. I think, for me, the most surprising game was Katana Zero. Not in that he tried it, but how much he enjoyed it. Because, like, he got through the whole thing, and, uh, yeah, I was surprised, Fish, because, I mean, I, I liked the game a lot. It, unfortunately, didn't make my top five. It could have very well had um, but there were a lot of quality games this year and i know the three of us the other three guys uh the other two guys played it but yeah i was surprised that you liked it as much as you did and um you you actually played it and got through the whole thing like not not that it's a long game or anything or not that you're not capable i was just a little bit out of left field yeah i i actually you know what that was a game i was also surprised about was um the thing is is like i beat hotline miami so like that style of like hyper fast like uh action and gameplay like i'm not a stranger to but like hotline miami 2 playing through that like eventually it lost its luster and like i didn't really like it and seeing gameplay footage of that game um before i actually played it was uh it kind of was turning me off i was like oh another type of those games except it's inside scrolling um so it's a little bit more manageable um as far as like yeah as opposed to that top-down uh aspect of hotline mammy um i think it made it more manageable um yeah, and then once I actually did hear like the soundtrack, I think that helped me get through that game as well. Like that soundtrack really, like it just hit the notes on that. You know, oh yeah, so yeah. I, by by the end of hold on now, before hmm? the soundtrack hit the notes. Yeah, yeah. We, hmm. Hmm. Is that the he requirement now? The, we, we need right we need notes. the soundtrack to hit notes. Is this? <laughs> Well, um, I, I think that's a better qualification yeah. than it being a triple layered. <laughs> that's true. Right, bitch, you aren't here to defend it, are you? That's what happens when your child gets sick. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, that's fair. So, Fish, what was actually, was Katana Zero the most surprising one for you to play this year? Um, for me, no. Um, I think the most surprising game that I did play, but I didn't finish, of course, um, Outer Wilds. Um, Mm. I don't think that, that game didn't seem like it did anything for me. It just seemed like a weird, like, spaceship, like, it it almost had, like, this weird vibe of, like, a a happy-go-lucky, um, space-faring dude going through space in his little rinky dink spaceship and um that's what it is is it really is that and like as i played like uh, as I, I as i left that starting area and went to the moon like or actually just learning all the different stuff that you can do in the game like pulling out the microphone to find like there there was this part where like you there's these missing people but they all play these different instruments and like you can listen in on where they are in space relative to you with this little like directional microphone, which I really thought was fucking cool. And I started pointing it towards the sky and like eventually like I found one of the characters playing a faint melody and I was just like, I was intrigued. I was like, well, I got to go find this guy because he's apparently lost. And um, 
Josh goes into a better detail of what the game actually is, but um, if you watch his Twitch stream or if you listen to our Game of the Year show, like it, it, it is more than that. And I only saw it for you know it, it, my essential or that first like hour or so that I spent with the game, and I didn't necessarily feel compelled to pick it up again because I didn't start unlocking like um like like the different uh I didn't really know what the gameplay loop was essentially in that game other than my character all of a sudden died because the whole universe exploded but I was surprised that I played a game like that um and I do want to go back to it actually That's cool at man. Some point. Yeah. That's really cool. I think that like Hopefully you don't mind me airing this out a little bit in slight public fish, but I know that when we were talking about you leaving, one of the things you said that was like you kind of always felt like you were on the outside looking in. And I think that this kind of speaks to the opposite because like this year, I feel like each year, I think you've gotten progressively better at trying things that you wouldn't normally play. And this is that's part of the reason right. why we've always done this podcast. And I think that uh even though like you know the running joke is you don't finish a lot of games which it's, under, it's i mean i understand it like if you know you're not going to like something why keep putting your time and effort into it um i know morgan would probably give you shit and you'd he'd feel differently um which is fine too but like you i think this year you you definitely try you took it upon yourself to try a lot of things that you didn't normally that you wouldn't normally have tried yeah. and you gave yourself the opportunity to judge a lot of these games a lot more fairly and so i I know that like when you made that statement you felt on the outside looking in but like i think that this year um for most of the year i mean i think towards the end obviously we both know that you know yeah i mean whatever happened has happened you know like shit, shit shit has gone the way it's gone and that's not a negative thing just mean right, yeah. vague, but um, that you you really tried to be inclusive in the or yeah you try to be included in this year in the discussion by playing a lot more games and dipping your toes into the water so to speak and like the, the, I think this is kind of a testament to that like you you played a lot oh, of yeah. games that people were surprised about I yeah. think that's cool that like the toe dipping was uh, answers. that that was actually part of his contract that Morgan wrote into the in mm. in there it was, yeah. yeah Morgan always <laughs> tries to write too that like we have to send him like three nudes a day kind of mm. shit like he tries to slip that in so many variant ways and he hasn't succeeded yet but we'll see, we'll see. Ton- he keeps trying <laughs> yep it's true so uh, the Rev had a category that I and it's no one's fault but my own rev, so sorry if you're mad at me. DM me and tell me I'm a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an idea to get a VIP list, uh, like to compile a top five of each one of you guys. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I ran out of time to do that. I forgot about it. It's completely my fault. So that in combination with, with uh, we had the fans vote on Instagram for their favorite game of this year with like putting games head to head we like i felt like that that was sufficient paired with that i got really busy this month and i forgot about it that's on me i apologize rev um he wouldn't I won't stop telling excuses. us about him getting busy either oh, it was just the worst yeah mm-hmm. it was Ain't that the truth worst. yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i i apologize for that that was my fault every rev. other day a new conquest home. Yeah, the GRE <laughs> test is a major conquest. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I'm so glad that thing's over with. But, um, yeah, I apologize for that. That's 100% on me. So don't blame the guys. Blame me for that one. I dropped the ball there, and I apologize. Um, the last category we have, and I really, actually, I need to play Morgan's voice message for that. But the, the top quality female... In gaming in 2019, uh, it was given to us by Mr. Matthew Rivas. So, I'm going to throw it to you first, Josh, because I think you're mm. going to be the least perverted out of the four of us. 
I mean, you have been known to prove me wrong, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. There's uh, some stiff competition. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like, um, goodness. Best Girl 2019 is, oh, a lot of good options here. A lot of good options. Um, mm, I, I was actually thinking about this because we were doing best character for the year. Like, several on the list are just, they're, they're amazing characters. And so, like, they ended up in consideration for this already. So I've, I've really been thinking about this too much um, since the beginning of the year. Um, but, like, if we've got to pick the one best girl for 2019, it's got to be Bernadetta. Like, she's just just the best. Fucking come on. Mm-hmm. It was the question not best girl? Or... Yes, it was the best girl. Mm. Fucking Bernadetta, come on. Oh, yes. Out of all the great characters, and like, I feel like Morgan right now, and mm-hmm. I'm, you know what, I'm going to play into this. Out of all the <laughs> fucking characters in that game, Josh, fucking Bernadetta? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She'll no. waste a bitch. Just absolutely <laughs> demolish them. Without ever taking a hit back, that's true. Mm-hmm. She's powerful as fuck. Oh yeah, later oh, yeah. in the game, I will give I will give her that. Mm-hmm. And oh, like the God. best the best feeling is whenever she levels up in the middle of a fight and gains one health point because then she's damaged and she does even more damage for the rest of the match, and it's just just amazing. Yeah, I mean, like if you're talking about her abilities. Like she, she is one of the more powerful characters uh, on the Black Eagles. I'm not gonna say she's the most powerful one, and it it, it all also does depend on how you train each of these uh, characters. But yeah, she is one of the more powerful ones. But fuck, did I not like her dialogue? Shit, mm. a, a lot of it. I like some of it. I do like. Let, let me let me say this. I don't like her mannerisms. Like she annoyed the shit out of me a lot. Um, they which le- is yeah. the, the goal the, of the character. Mm-hmm. At but, the beginning of the game, they they lean into the whole cliche way too hard. And they did, yes. Like, <sighs> they didn't need to, to get across that she was shy. And by the end of the game, she's, like, over it. But, like, before the time skip, they could have cut half of the awkwardness, and she still would have been extremely awkward. Uh, right. I agree yeah. with that. And the thing I do like about her story, like, I'll, I'll take it seriously for a second is she does develop um, an interesting story as after the time skip, Mm -hmm. uh, where she actually starts coming out of her shell, she starts being less anxious, and when when she develops relationships with other characters, it does start to become more interesting. Um, I think, I can't remember his name right now, I think it's Lucian, Uh, one of the mages on the Black Eagles. It's not Lucian, is it? I can't remember. He's the long-haired... Guy who, he's like, he's just like a, kind of like a whatever happens kind of guy. Like, in my gameplay, those two started to develop a relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool to see that dynamic of someone who is just wound up and anxious all the time versus another character who is the polar opposite, who doesn't give a shit about anything. And is like, whatever happens, happens. I like sleeping. It's all good. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool to see that dynamic between those two characters. I really shipped that one. But, yeah, just the first half of that game, her mannerisms are its just fucking god-awful. Drove me absolutely nuts. Hmm. I, I did like the fact that you know where to find her. her <laughs> Everybody room. else you have to look That's for. That's a good point. Everyone That's else you have to look point. for. Yeah. No. You, you know exactly where Bernadette is going to be every mm-hmm. time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was a really good choice. You know, that's a good choice, Josh. It's a very Josh choice. Um, I I can understand it. Mm-hmm. Fish, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this question last for you because okay. it is the last question. Let's see what Pervy Morgan has to say. 
Oh, Matt Reeves, this is an easy one uh, for best girl 2019. <laughs> Edelgard, 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 Edelgard. Five minutes. Edelgard. <laughs> No, I should have known he wouldn't last five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> you gave him, gave him too way credit. too much credit. <laughs> way too much credit. But no, uh, yeah, he's talked about it a lot. Edelgard's story develops very well, um, especially right before the time skip when you have to make a very difficult choice mm-hmm. uh, with Edelgard. And if you take the right path, you really develop... Um, the story, like the story, develops a lot more with her, yeah. and I think she was, from a story standpoint and a character development standpoint, it's really cool to see where she goes over time. So I could understand his decision there. Um, as for my choice, uh, it was it was difficult because I definitely liked Jesse from Control a lot. She was a runner-up on my list, but I think I'm going to have to go with Petra. From mm. Fire Emblem Heroes, or Three Houses, or Fire Emblem Three Houses, excuse me, Heroes, uh, Three Houses. I I really liked her because she she had a ton of character development, a ton, and it was really interesting to see because she was a socially awkward person coming from a different place. She was trying to learn the language that they speak, um, presumably English. And it was just, like, it made for a lot of corny but funny interactions when she would try and convey something. And her language, like, her dialogue was off. What what she was trying to say was off a little bit. And it would change the meaning of what she was trying to say. And it made for some interesting dialogue there with other people. And it's funny, actually, you know, like, when she was doing that, when I was playing the game, I was trying to talk the way she was talking. And... It was a fucking struggle to like talk the way she like the way she incorrectly talks, and I I have to give a shout out to like the voice actor, um, and the person who wrote that dialogue because like I couldn't fucking do that. It was like it was painful to try and actually talk like that. But that's that's an aside. Yeah. I just I love Petra. I love the mystique behind her. I love her character development a lot. Uh, if you train her correctly, she's a fucking beast. Uh, in mid and end game, if you train her correctly, she's kind of superfluous in the sense that yeah. the main you have to character... go out of your way to to do it though, because her strength is like pretty low compared to That's a lot true. of the others, which is true. sad. She's, she's so fast, but like, yeah, yeah, she's more of like a thief rogue style character, and therein lies kind of the issue with the promotion classes that we talked about in the game of the year show, but. Um, I just I the thing that really sold it for me was just her character development. I I love it, and that's the character I ended up romancing in the game because I loved her character so much. So, Petra. Now we're gonna get to the last person to answer the last question today. Fish, who is mm-hmm. your best girl? Your favorite girl of two thousand. And I I love that. Um... All the best girls have been coming from one game, and I'm just going to keep going on with it. Um, I, I got to go with my first love in the game. It was the first woman that I just, I looked at her and I was like, I'm going to wipe her up. I want to wipe her up so bad right now. <laughs> That that was Mercedes. Yeah, like, <laughs> she she was just such a her character. She's just a humble, very religious woman, and like there was just something so homey about her, comforting, and um, like and her character definitely shows that. And it's a shame though because uh, I got I, I got a little greedy, and I was just like, oh, you know what, I want want a little bit more rambunctious woman and like I started looking on to other um, ladies in the games which which is a shame but like you can't deny your first love in the game and um, I have to give her best girl just because you know 
<laughs> you can't you can't deny her, but you did. I did. <laughs> Sadly. Did you learn your lesson? Um, you know what? After the time skip, I think I did. Cause I, it, yeah, she, her, she, <laughs> she changed up her style, and but I'm very curious because I haven't gotten far into the time skip. I'm very curious how much her character changes, if at all. And she doesn't seem like the character that would change that much. She, yeah, um, she doesn't change a lot. That's a shame. That's a shame. But yeah, well, that's that's. Probably why she is the best girl is she she's true to herself. That's true, and that's that's fair. I think I think there could be some kind of like deeper analysis um, if we were to all look at our choices, what that says about us, and like in many many facets. Like Morgan oh, likes yeah. Edelgard because of her character development, but she's also a very strong, uh, powerful character, but also recognizes when she needs to rely on others and I think that's something he probably values in his relationships knowing his wife or you know Josh chooses Bernadetta and I think like he mainly talked about like because the power freak recognizes a freak well I was (laughs) 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 I was not gonna say that at all I knew that was what was going on there I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're willing to be self-effacing, but yeah. no, I um, I was talking about like Josh is very much, I, I largely not completely, but largely I think I'm of a more introverted person, someone who likes to more of a homebody who's introverted, and Bernadette is very much that. But Josh is willing to yuck it up with his buddies if time and situation permits, and Bernadetta will do the same, and. Um, Josh is very much committed to his duties like Bernadette is very much committed to her duties uh, for Fish chose Mercedes because it's the sweet girl but she's also powerful has an edge to her and I think that's the kind of girl that Fish looks for like he he likes a girl who's very like kind and is very sure of herself knows herself very well but also can kick ass when she needs to. And I think that's kind of what Fish values in a woman. And I also think that's kind of what probably to some degree Fish is envious of, is like a character who's so sure of herself, um, you know, given where he's at in his current place in life. So I, I could I, that makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. I think. And yeah. then I, I don't want to analyze myself. No, I'm uh, <laughs> just kidding. No, I, um, you know, I think what draws me to Petra is like, it's it's honestly a lot of how I feel in my life is a lot of times I feel like I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I really don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm bumbling trying to figure things out. And eventually I get to the point to where I'm not doing it perfectly, but I get the job done and I get it done in my own way. And I I've, honestly, that really reflects who I am as a person. And I think that's kind of what Petra, Petra reflects. And I think that's what drew me to her as well. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, also the fact that she's like in a place where she's like fish out of water kind of thing, where she's learning to survive in this unknown environment. And clearly that resonates with me being where I'm at in my life, being in Japan. So I think, I think, it's actually a question that Matt probably intended as kind of like to prompt us to be horny and to prompt some humor. And there was definitely some humor in there, but I also think that there's some merit in us looking at our choices for that or like for our choices of favorite character of this year as well. Um, I think there's some merit to uh, analyzing that, but that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you guys, uh, past and present, of patron members. Thank you so much for continuing to support us. I know, I know that, um, I know that basically you guys get the thanks once a month, and I know that I get sappy once a month, and I know that you guys are probably like, all right, where's the humor? Enough of the sappy bullshit. But it's who I am as a person. I like to 
I want you guys to know that you guys are a family to us. You guys are some of our really good friends. You guys are amazing. And so we actually, because uh, I want to make sure that we don't forget that what I'm going to do right now is make sure that I shout out everyone who's a patron because we didn't do our patron shout outs this month. So I wanted to do it here. And even though that this is quote unquote the the part of the chomping after dark bit where it's a part of the $10 tier, I'm probably going to make this one publicly or uh, available for all the patrons. That way, um, you know, they like everyone has access to this show because I think it's valuable enough for, in that regard. So um, I want to say thank you this year, past and present. Christian PL, he was a former patron. Thank you. Corn Space, thank you. Cursive Lie, thank you. Dan Danny P, you're the dude. Thank you so much. Dan W, love you, man. Thank you so much for this year. Epidemic, you are an awesome dude. Thank you so much. Eric, oh, dude, thank you very much for this past year. Facundo, who is a former patron, if you ever end up hearing this again, dude, thank you for being a part of it. Um, George, same thing, was a former patron. Thank you very much for being a patron in the past. Hope to see you again. Gilbezi, love you, my friend. You're awesome. Thank you so much for the support this year. Howard, you're not you're not a patron anymore, but we still love the fuck out of you, dude. You're a great dude. Thank you so much for your support earlier this year. Ivan, seriously, from me personally, because you always give me advice when it comes to like graduate school stuff, but you're always in our streams and stuff supporting. Thank you so much. Love you, dude. Uh, Jackie, former patron. Miss you, dude. You're awesome. Great family, man. Jake, we miss you, buddy. Come back to us. <laughs> Come back. Um, we love you, though. Thank you for your support this earlier this year. Jason Peacock, thank you so much for your support this year. You're awesome. Jeffrey. One of our mods on our Twitch channel. He's fantastic. We love you, dude. Keep sending us weird pictures of fish. Joe? <laughs> Sir Joe, thank you for your support this past year. Jonathan, you're an awesome, awesome individual who I personally know. Thank you very much. Juan, you are a former patron host. Or not host, what the fuck? You're a former patron. Thank you so much for your support earlier this year. Kane, you're an awesome dude. You've been around since the inception of this whole patron. Thank you so much for your continued support. Kevin, you are the king, as they say. Thank you very much for your support. Larry, you're an awesome dude. I love you, man. We, we need to get another Skype call with you soon. Thank you for your support. Lisa, you know I love you. You know I love you, Lisa. Thank you so much for your support. Marco, you're the gamer dad for a reason. We love you. Thank you for your support. Matt Spur, you were a former supporter of us, Mr. Piccolo. Thank you so much for supporting us earlier in the, this year. Matt, I can't love Lisa if I don't love you. And that's the truth. Now, I love you, dude. Seriously, thank you so much. Um, and I want to I point it out that Matt was actually... He's, him and Lisa both have been fucking amazing on the Twitch. They have supported mm -hmm. us so much, and that's why we made the mods. They're incredible people. Uh, they are good friends of mine now. Absolutely love those two. But Matt, love you. Thank you for the support this year. Melanie, no longer with us, but you know what? You're still in our hearts. Thank you for the support earlier this year. Michelle, Miss Culpepper. She who makes the cupcakes of deliciousness. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Nicole, yeah, no, Melanie didn't die. I'm mean, no longer with us on the Patreon. Okay, like I, <laughs> I, 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 I hadn't clear. heard that. I was like, oh no, this is. Yeah, I just got really dark. <laughs> Nicole, thank you for supporting us earlier this year. Hopefully, we'll see you again. Thank you, Paul. You're awesome, Paul. I love you. I hope I get to talk to you more. I haven't talked to you very much, but thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, the Rev, the one and only. Dude, you're fucking awesome. I love you, man. Thank you so much for all the support you give us. Rich, 
Richie Deasy, thank you for being a guest so much this past year, filling in for me personally when I was off training or having J Japanese adventures. Seriously, thank you so much. You're a great dude. I'm almost done, guys. I promise. I know you guys want to go to bed. Ryan, Mr. Hakuna, thank you for playing Wargroove with us or playing Apex or playing Sea of Thieves. Thank you for supporting us this year. Mm -hmm. You're one of the best dudes I know. All right, Scotty. Looks like they beamed you up and you're no longer with us. But you know what? Hopefully they beam you da back down to uh, planet Patreon of Sword Chomp and you join us once again. But no, seriously, thank you for supporting us earlier this year. And when you do come back, I request one thing. T. Earl Grey. Hot. Mm. Stefan, or Stefan, I always fuck up your name and I apologize. Hopefully one day you slide them to my DMs and you're like, motherfucker, pronounce it the correct way. But seriously, thank you for supporting us this past year. You're an awesome dude. Sai, I could say so much about you, my friend. You've also been a fantastic supporter of us. Thank you so much. Love you, dude. Tony. Thank you, buddy. Tony. You're a great dude. Thank you for being supportive of us this past year. I appreciate you. Tyler O'Connor. I probably pronounced that wrong because there's a weird dash above the N, and I don't know what that is. But seriously, thank you very much for supporting us earlier this year. It meant the world to us. You're an awesome dude. Hopefully someday we'll see you again in the afterlife. Uh, Zach G., Thank you very, very much for supporting us. You've been with us since the beginning as well. You're a fantastic dude. Love you so much. Thank you for your support. Great family man right there as well. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention the best of the best. Um, he's been with us since the beginning. He's at the end of the list, both because of alpha alphabetical order and because he is the guy who has supported us since the beginning. Um, he's been with us through thick and thin. It's Mr. Cosmic Pop-Tart. It's Mr. Zach H. He is the guy this year who wrote an article about us. Nobody's ever done that. He's the guy who not only donated the most money, but always, always made time for us, always wanted to talk to us, whether he was having me medical issues, whether he was studying hard for an exam, whether he was doing whatever else it is he does i'm not going to air out on the air because that's a very private thing and you know and i'm not that kind of friend but anyways he's been a fantastic supporter of us cosmic my friend thank you so much for not just being a great fantastic supporter of us but being a good friend all right that wraps up what i wanted to say here um I will, I will leave it up to the other two guys if they want to say anything, but the last thing I want to say is seriously, thank you guys so much for supporting us this year. Uh, you've made Sword Chomp even more of a brand, more of an icon, and I want to, an icon in my mind. Uh, and I want to continue to push this forward, and you guys have been so supportive of us, both with your money and with your time, and with oh, honestly, even with your love. I feel it every day, and I, seriously, thank you guys so, so much. You guys want to say, add anything? I know I talked a fuck ton just now, and I apologize. Do you guys want to say anything, add anything? Feel free to. Floor is yours. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, thank you to all you guys. I was trying to not uh, interrupt there just so we could get through that list because there's so many people to thank, so many people who have done so much to uh, – just just get us to where we are now and it it really is it is beyond appreciated you guys have really really just you know meant the world to us through all of this so uh, so thank you thank you so much for uh, for supporting us this year and hopefully into the in the future as well but yeah, yeah. thank you guys yeah definitely I can't thank you guys enough. Like, see, seeing you, whenever we actually made that Patreon page, I didn't think, you know, we would get much support. And 
um, you guys came in and like, even though it was just, you know, a dozen of you guys, like just to see that amount of people say, Hey, we support what you do and we believe in what you're doing. Like that just touched me in a way. I was just like, I was blown away. I, I couldn't believe, you know, people actually listen to us or me for that fact. But, um, it, I mean, thank you guys so much for continuing to be there. I listen to you there. fart in a wind tunnel? Just oh. so you know. Huh. That's good to know. I wish you would have told me this earlier. I probably would have <laughs> stayed on the podcast now. <laughs> That's all it took? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. But, yeah, thank you guys so much for supporting us through through the years. I mean, man, hearing those names... For me, like, you guys have been there since day one. And the guys who have helped us as, all, as well, like, that that's just awesome. It's just, it's, it's mind-blowing that three years has gone by. And, <laughs> and thank you guys just so much for being there. It's, it, it's truly awesome. And I, like Josh said, I, I hope you guys continue on to support us in your own way, however way you want to do it. And we'll hopefully you guys are still be around, you know, podcasting well into the future. So thank you guys. Yeah. I well said fish. Well said both of you. And if I can speak for Morgan, um, I think you're the one qualified to do it. it. You know, I think so. I'm, I think so. Um, <laughs> death training is the best, best game. I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. <laughs> no, really, though, I think Morgan would just pretty much agree with our sentiments. And I think he would, knowing Morgan, he would probably iterate, reiterate what Fish said. Um, the fact that when we started this, we had no idea what we were doing. Not necessarily the podcast, but the Patreon. And Morgan and I put a lot of research into it. And we were we were afraid in some ways because we we're like does anyone really want to monetarily support us like do we are we that marketable enough are we that interesting enough um, is it justifiable and we the four of us talked about it a lot and Morgan and I we both put a lot of research and time into figuring it out um, and it's yeah it's just amazing that you guys find us entertaining and likable enough to continue to support us and we'll be forever grateful and i know morgan would i i'm positive this is exactly what be how he feels and mm-hmm. um going forward we're going to be creating more content um we're taking next week off um from recording podcasts but uh i believe we're going to be getting together we're going to be making plans for this next year um, we're going to try and get some new ideas and things churning into the Patreon. If you guys ever have any ideas, anything you want, anything you guys want to see um, in the Patreon that would make it more enticing and personable for you, please let us know. Always drop us. Um, you can always drop me a DM in any of the social medias or on Patreon or in the email. Anything's fine. Um, going forward, we are going to be looking at doing control and death stranding as the next uh games of topic for chomping after dark and that pretty much wraps it up seriously thank you guys for everything for this past year i want to thank morgan um wherever he may be shitting i want to thank you uh josh for being here making the extra time it's fucking late there i apologize but thank you oh Uh, happy 2020 guys yeah by the way it's yeah. Yes, that's true. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you won't hear from us until 2020. Fish, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make a big deal out of this. I have already done that the past month on after every show. So, uh, Fish, thank you for being here. Thank you for making time tonight, um, appearing. Oh yeah. As of right now, officially, your last time as a Sword Chomp member until. We see what the future holds. But as of right now, you're fired. Mm. You're fired. Um, please remove your clothing, your uniform. Uh, please snap a picture. 
so the patrons can finally confirm whether you have the BAC or the micro. Uh, hand in your name badge, which is tastefully tucked in between your ass cheeks, and uh, we will escort you off the premises. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will. I will definitely do that. Um, I, I will need one of you guys to. You, you know what? I'll, I'll just take the picture in the bathroom. I guess. Okay. That's all. That's all the fans and I and Morgan and even Josh, as though he doesn't want to admit it, can hope for before we go into 2020. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, the patrons, and uh, have a great rest of your year enjoy the start of the new year and uh, we'll see you in 2020 a new decade Mm -hmm. take care